Hey everybody, back from vacation. Back from Texas, ready to yeehaw with the gang. Yay! Also joined <laughs> by the Sub-Zero hero himself, Kenny Castro. What's up guys, I had a Red Bull, so hopefully I'm awake. I was napping up to 15 minutes before the show, so I'm picking up my All energy right. now. Oh, Alright, yeah. and Michael Jordan has joined us. Thank you so much, Mr. Dewart. J-Dog. Sporting, sporting the fresh new jersey. Hey. As as Anthony asked, oh yeah, Michael Michael again? Again. <laughs> I have what? As you ask, who's Michael Jordan again? Yeah, who's, <laughs> yeah, right. he's the guy. He's the Bugs Bunny, right? He's the guy I that was Bugs Bunny. In I could have sworn he was in a in a Yu Gi Oh episode, right? He had the yeah. the machine deck. Yeah, no, he had the machine <laughs> deck. That was the, he was the, he was the guy with the bandana. He's the uh, bandit one, Jordan. Right? Yeah, he's the good one. All right. If you are watching the show live, feel free to drop us a, a comment. We'll, feel, we'll read your question on the show. Uh, if you're watching it later on YouTube or listening later on a podcast service, we really appreciate you tuning in that way as well. You can catch us on YouTube on Wednesdays. We record the show live on Tuesdays. All right, guys. So we got a lot of video games to talk about, but it's been a couple weeks since all four of us have been together. I thought it'd be nice to kind of do a little... I don't know what we usually do and bullshit about what's going on in our lives for a few minutes before we get to the the nitty gritty of things. Uh, So Tyler, you just got back from your yearly pilgrimage down south to Texas, visit some family and friends. How was that? Oh man, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was weird because probably about 50% of people in Texas uh, think that COVID doesn't exist. So really, <laughs> pro- probably. <laughs> um, so it was a little weird in that aspect. Um, but I mean, at the same time, it was kind of nice to be able to go to restaurants and sit down and eat and everything. Um, so I went to a river and I got to float the river and ate a lot of food, drank a lot of drinks and beers and stuff, and probably put on like another 10 pounds, which I'm not so happy about. That's uh, your usual club, when, you, when, when you go down to Texas. Mm-hmm. For sure. I ate so many kolaches. Everything's bigger down there. Yeah, what's a kolache? <laughs> a kolache is like a breakfast pastry. Uh, it's like a it's like a sweet dough, and it's usually filled with, like, sausage, egg. Uh, you can, I mean, sometimes, like, sausage and jalapeno and cheese. Um, egg, bacon, and cheese. Chorizo sometimes. Ooh, chorizo's um, good. Sometimes Sounds they have, like... like Tex-Mex stuff. Yeah, and it's like, I've always told myself that if I were to open up a kolache business up north, because, (laughs) because, dude, there's no, there's nowhere up here here that sells kolaches. Um, I think there's one place in Sturbridge, but that's in Sturbridge. (laughs) So, I could open one up in Springfield, make a killing. Well, if you ever want to test them out on uh, on us when we're back and recording in person, I'm sure we'd be happy to oblige you. I need, a, bre- I need a bread maker and a bread maker. That's probably the biggest thing I need. <laughs> Did you get a bread maker? It's called the oven, right? <laughs> yeah, but if I am, yeah, I got to make like little, I'm not even sure how to really make them, you but just, they can't, be, they can't be that hard. You make the dough and it's like pizza. Yeah, I don't you know. I'm not sure with Sam, baking uh, bread. You have a bunch of people with Yosemite Sam bumper stickers showing up. How many of those did you see down there? See, see a bunch <laughs> Yosemite of Sam? Like the, yeah, Yosemite Sam, like, wall de- or, like, back of the car decals or bumper stickers. Oh, uh, no, I don't think I saw any of those. Maybe I was just wasn't paying attention, though. It's a different time. But, I, I, I wouldn't doubt it. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all flat out there, too. 
They got like hills, no mountains. <laughs> so when you say they say that COVID doesn't exist, are you like literally thinking that they think it's a government conspiracy and that it's not bolt that it's a bunch? No, of I mean bullshit? there's there's people that there's there's people that know that it, it exists, but I mean it's, it's people not taking it seriously. Um, I mean you walk into like a Target or a grocery store down there and probably about 50% of people are wearing masks. Um, and actually they're actually taking a step backwards in, in certain counties in Texas. Now in Harris County, where my family's from, they actually beginning on this past Monday are now requiring people that they have to wear masks in all those public places, unless they're eating, um, or exercising or something and stuff like that. Um, whereas before Monday, it was just optional everywhere. Huh. Wow. So well, certain counties are, are taking that step back because they have uh, had some outbreaks. A huge spike. So I just searched Texas new cases on Google. 5,489 new COVID-19 cases. Texas reports new all-time daily high. And that story is Ooh. from 50, 56 minutes ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well... You guys see the video of that one guy who's uh, the guy in Walmart was like trying to keep him out, the worker who like uses his body as a shield to be like, sir, you can't come in because you don't have a mask on. And he's just like trying to push through him and still get into the store. Some I people, haven't seen that. It's it's wild. <laughs> I think the whole mask aversion thing um, stems from our fear of the, uh, I guess, terrorists from 10 years ago that are all into face coverings and is it just middle eastern cultures so when when it's forced upon uh red meat loving americans it can definitely rub them the wrong way and i just don't like I, it because it feels gross like i don't like breathing my own breath and i don't like feeling a bunch of my sweat capped into one area that's not mm -hmm. my pants usually. well sure i mean yeah. nobody most people don't prefer to wear them i mean it's just uh it's a proven way to slow the spread of the virus and i don't know i i think people should texas is they're the rebels down there and they don't want to go out with the big government telling them to do our uh, shoes uh, from texas dumb our masks from texas dumb <laughs> our covid cases from texas dumb with the classic spongebob reference Okay, Patrick. <laughs> All right, Kenny, what about you? What's going on over in Springfield? How are you hanging in there with with the fam? Uh, we're doing good. I feel like I've been irresponsible the last five days because as I disclosed to you guys, I just couldn't help it. Like I saw a Facebook post in this private group that I'm in um, where they play at a private basketball court, and, I, and they were like, oh, we're, we're balling. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go play basketball. I've had an itching to go play basketball for months now. Mm -hmm. I'm going insane, and I'm going. And I went, and I played basketball. And was where? Where is this? Where is this secret I'm... basketball court? Can I give you the details? <laughs> you may, you may follow me to the secret secret basketball court at one point in time. Uh, Supposedly, here the story of it is is that in like some dude's backyard. It is actually. It's a half court. It's amazing. a setup. It, it's amazing. Uh, it's a beautiful half court in this old man's backyard. And supposedly, this old man had a had a part in creating the three point line. What? Oh, I dude mean, that, that, that makes sense, old, I guess. I mean, dude is old time. Like he'll he's like ninety years old. He'll come out and he'll just real nice about it. He'll be like, "Hey, 
He'll come out to his garden that's right next to the basketball court, mess with it. He'll be like, all right, guys, look at the trash barrel right there. Make sure all the bottles and everything that and trash on the floor is picked up and thrown out. Enjoy your game. Remember, and I'm not responsible for any injuries. Walk, back, <laughs> walk, walk right back into his house. That's Dope. awesome. That's what a guy. Dope old man. Um, he actually has has a light that that he had installed by an electrician on the tree, so it shines on the court. If you wanted to play till like eight nine o'clock after the after the um, the sun went down, nice. That's super cool. I definitely yeah, miss miss playing some basketball, and I uh, I hear you that the the urge to get out there and interact with people is strong. I've definitely felt that myself, and uh, you know since Tyler's quarantining now after his out of state travel, we decided to put off the in person um, episodes for another couple weeks. I mean, I'm not quarantined. On. Not quarantined that much. I got a birthday party I'm going to this weekend. Wow! <laughs> in fact, Jen, in fact yeah. Jen, uh, it's about to be an outbreak thanks to Tyler. Tyler's going to the birthday party. It's gonna nah, just pop no, 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 no. Like, ah, okay, I mean, Tyler, if, bring on the if, if I if I get sick, if I have it, I feel like I would get sick by the end of the week, unless yeah. I'm asymptomatic. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> I mean. Do what you're going to do. Um, but anyway, I know Anthony's back in the office feeling like a normal human again. How's things oh, yeah. going with you, man? It was good. I got McDonald's for lunch today because I forgot to go grocery shopping yesterday. So I feel mm. great. <laughs> nice. What'd you get? A quarter pounder? Yeah, actually, I got a double quarter pounder with cheese. Nice. It's I've tight. never had a double quarter pounder. That sounds so <laughs> extravagantly <laughs> good. It's so good. I was just, oh, I was like, oh my God, just so tight. I haven't had McDonald's in so long. So I was like, oh yeah. My uh, coworker bought it for me, and I was like, oh okay. I was like, yeah, I'll go get McDonald's for us. <laughs> in my treat, what would you like? Oh, the most expensive thing on the menu. <laughs> yeah, that's actually when he looked at the. He gave me his credit card, and I brought him the receipt after. And he was like, because he only wanted a double cheeseburger and uh, I'll like a couple of the chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like five dollars, like, twenty bucks. <laughs> I was like, ah, you just wanted a double cheeseburger and some nuggies. <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm like, yeah, yeah. mine. Oh, uh, well. He, yeah. he offered, so. Exactly. <laughs> but it was, it was good. It, it's been I've, good getting. I've gone through a similar situation one time. I, I went with a friend of mine after basketball one time, and I was like, oh, you want to get some Subway? Mm-hmm. You know? He was like, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, it's my treat. Don't worry about it. We get in there, right? I ordered <laughs> my, my tuna sandwich. And this man starts ordering. Once I hear him say extra meat and add bacon, I look at him. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I'll treat you. I'm not going to treat you, though. I was like, so half that sandwich is mine, right? He was like, I'm like, (laughs) he's like, all right, fine. I won't get the guacamole. (laughs) (laughs) But he he was heading that way. Probably. You let him go. Take extra cheese, extra meat. I I was shocked. I was almost hurt, offended. Like like I said, I'll treat, and you went extra meat and bacon. Oh no! <laughs> How yeah, inconsiderate. Not today. That is going out of your way to really soup it up. But did he get cookies too at the end? Was he like throwing a couple chocolate chips? It he did because uh, actually Tyler, you know. Who oh, yeah, I know is. the I know it's, the guy. I know that kind of guy. It's, it's Anthony, my my best friend, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. my brother. <laughs> you, know, so you know how our relationship is. So yeah. of course he got cookies as well, <laughs> and I wanted to murder him. Did he give you? Uh, I, I can I can picture that. Did he share? Uh, because, and then we bickered like like brothers in the middle of subway. People are, <laughs> are trying to order, and I'm like, really fucking cookies? You don't need a cookie. 
but I want a cookie. You said you're treating, <laughs> so I'm gonna get a cookie. Like uh, so, awesome. it's a back and forth for like 15 minutes. What's a treat without something sweet? <laughs> he, and the thing is, Wiley, he'll, he'll say things like that, Wiley. He's told me before. Like, I, one time when I was, like, um, upset about uh, – I was upset when I didn't get um, into the police academy, right? This man told me, Wiley, why are you sad? You're in the presence of your God. Smile. And I looked at him. I'm like, no, what did you just say? He's like, I am your God. Smile. I'm like, shut up. Get out of here, man. Dang. <laughs> Well, big if you got, get me in the police academy, right? <laughs> I never knew about this police academy story. You'll have to catch me up sometime. Oh yeah, man. It's, I I don't talk too much about it, man. I've it was if ever you thought about people being racist or I've never had a racist encounter or or a moment where I felt like I was being I was being treated differently due to racism. It was there at my interview for the police academy. Huh. Like it was brutal. Interesting. Yeah. In a bad way. Yeah, very bad way. Like I had other sergeants that I knew on the police uh, police force that were like, "What was the what was his name?" Because I'm I'm gonna bring it up to the chief, and I'm like, I don't even remember. Hmm. Well, now you're living the good life, working from home for our, for our nonprofit, so things could be worse. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Well, glad the things are going swell for the crew for the most part. Uh, same for me. Just been trying to stay cool. It's been quite hot back. We're officially into summer. Uh, mm. Thinking about getting an AC installed in my home office because I'm going to be here for the next few months working from home for the quote unquote foreseeable future. So we'll see what that brings. But we've got a lot of video games to get to. If you didn't know, this is a weekly video game podcast where we get together and talk about, you guessed it, video games. And we got a whole lot of news happening, kind of a little bit of a mini E3 going on this week uh, with different things happening from various outlets. GameSpot's doing a thing. IGN's doing a thing. Jeff Keighley's doing a thing. Oh, yeah. Things are happening. We got new games to talk about. But before we get into the news, we talk about the games that we've been playing. And I have been playing The Last of Us Part 2. All right. Who wants to be the moderator here and ask me about Last of Us Part Two? <laughs> so the story as good. It's been getting review bombed to hell. <laughs> so is it? Yes. Is it very? Is it like just basic revenge plot? Like I've heard that's the the big it controversy with it. It's like it, basic but... revenge plot versus like the whole first one. I mean, I can't. I don't have an issue or stand on it because I've never played. So I have one. to walk very fine lines because the game comes at you in. Um, Ways that you aren't expecting as far as the story structure of it goes. It's very uh, ambitious and uh, non-linear. That's all I'll say from um, a structure standpoint. Um, There is certainly a revenge aspect to it. But what the game does, I think, uh, first of all, it has a a pretty big uh, shocker to a lot of people early on. I'll say that. Uh, Then... Once you're a considerable way into the game, uh, it has another pretty dramatic focus shift, which I think so far has been pretty much brilliant and and is uh, giving context in a way that no other game in history has to the actions that occurred that you're causing in the first 14, 15 hours of the game. it's, uh, It's pretty... It, it gives humanity to the characters that you see as villains in a way that I have not seen in the medium before. 
Um, it has in a, in a day and age where nowadays everybody's saying you got to choose a side either you're you're for this or you're not that everything everything is so black and white and for the most part that's good especially with the recent uh things happening in, in racism and uh the the political climate and things that we really need to stand up and say no this is wrong the last of us uh for better or for worse has every character has their uh their strengths and their weaknesses, their evils and their their goodness, and um, it's up to the player to really interpret who is the good guy here. And it's not biased in in any way as far as projecting that on the player. Which you know, um, I, I I think it's really should be commended for that. And I do understand people's reactionary. Um, disappointment because it's jarring it's surprising it's unexpected it's unlike the first game and um i i cannot say enough about how great the acting is i think it's top notch literally it's top tier video game acting and you know like on par or superior to red dead redemption 2 which i think was the, the set the bar beforehand and I haven't played a game that I could remember in recent years where I am playing almost exclusively long periods of time because I have to see what happens next in the story. It's mm-hmm. it's it's not because I want to upgrade something. It's not because uh, I'm necessarily having so much fun. It's because I got to see what happens next because it's just that surprising. Not saying I've loved every story beat, but it has engaged me in a way that I think is masterful. So from, I I think a lot of the negative reactions too does come from some bigotry because the game does prominently feature a gay character, an openly gay character who's shown kissing her girlfriend multiple times. Uh, There is a prominently featured transgender character. There is, um, Lots of references, or not lots, but there, you know, there's the anti-Semites out there. The the love interest of the your main character is Jewish, and she talks about her heritage and God and things like that. And I, I just think that the insidious vocal minority of gamer culture that we know exists and um, is a minority, but is something that is an embarrassment to the people that take the medium more seriously and are open and and uh loving of diversity and different ideas and cultures um so i think that is definitely a factor in, in what's causing the the backlash and the 3.3 or whatever it has now on metacritic so that's how i feel about the story um and yeah so what's the next question anthony uh that's it man i still have to play the first one so would you recommend the ps3 the ps4 version of the first one Oh, the PS4 version, for sure. It's the same game, just with updated visuals. Um, How's it run on that that base PS4? Last of Us 2, so far, has run quite well on the PS4. Uh, Load times, even when you die, die, they're less than 10 seconds. Frame rate's a solid 30. Not noticing really much of slowdown at all. Um, Looks beautiful. Do I wish that I was playing it in 4K or with ray, ray tracing? Yeah, for sure. But... 
maybe I'll revisit in a couple of years once I have my new TV. So definitely no performance issues on the base PS4 for me thus far. Um, the gameplay is significantly improved over the first game. Um, it is brutal. Um, the, the melee combat feels just as satisfying as it did in the first game. Uh, the, the crafting and everything is still there in a very similar uh, user interface. You're picking up, you know, very limited resources along the way. You're stopping and you're making your, uh, you know, you're making your bat a spiked bat because you found enough scissors and tape, uh, or you're collecting little, you're upgrading weapons in meaningful ways uh, as you find materials. Uh, resources are very limited. I'm playing on hard most of the time. Um, it's just visceral, man. Like the the violence can get to be almost where you're like if you're playing it for a few hours, you start to feel like, okay, maybe I gotta take a break because I'm starting to actually feel like Ellie here and be like, ah, <laughs> ah, I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> it's like you know, mashing people with a hammer and just like this the the hit detection is insane. Like, you know, the, when you die, you see a whole blown in the back of your head and it cuts to black but it just does it in such a realistic way and uh now like the game is seriously brutal and like it's better for it because it just fits with the tone of the game fits with the setting fits with the bloodlust that the characters have and their need for revenge so i think you know the gameplay also is not all action like there's a lot of exploration there are parts where it really feels like a walking simulator. Uh, Neil Druckmann, the director of the game, he also directed Uncharted 4. He's been a part of Naughty Dog for a lot of, long time, but I think these are the only two where he's taken the full-on director's role. They're both considerably longer than the previous entries in the series because he really likes to let the the scene breathe in the more quiet moments. Um, there's a lot of great dialogue just walking around between the characters it's even a spoiler to say the characters names um but uh so i think it's paced nicely i appreciate a game that is not 100 percent high octane all the time and this one is a nice mixture between stealth between adrenaline pumping action between exploration of the environment and and you really need to analyze the environment in order to progress sometimes like the game has no waypoints the game has no like obviously colored things that you need to push like you need to be very um observant just yeah observant of the things around you be like oh i can just break this window and you know it's hard to see but i can go around that corner and there's a little crack in the floor and that's the way that i go that's the only way to go so overall i couldn't be i mean i guess i could be happier but overall i'm like pretty over the moon with the game so far and can't wait to play it after the show and yeah looking forward to kenny to Please. get get on it with me so i i will say widely though like i'm i'm enjoying it it's a great game right i will say i got this shit scared out of me right when you take over that other character in the snowy snowy mountains right mm-hmm. and you get swarmed i died a couple times before i was like holy crap i think i just gotta run yeah <laughs> yeah, that I thought was intense because, like you said, it doesn't hold your hand about where you have to go. So as you're getting chased down, you're just trying to figure out what do I jump onto, 
and where do I go next, right? Mm-hmm. Just running at full speed, which I thought was well done because I was like, holy crap. Like, I felt like the adrenaline and I'm like, and like just quickly moving the camera, like looking for something like, is that something I could climb on top of? And I'm like, you know what? It looks like it. I'm going to try. Then finding out that I did climb it and I'm like, okay, I think I just got to keep going forward, run, jump. And then just the feeling of accomplishment of feeling like, okay, I didn't fuck up and I'm mm-hmm. still alive and I'm still going was really good even in that just small section so cool it has its moments where you're like holy crap like i just survived that wow. exactly you always feel like you just got by the skin of your teeth in, in the most best encounters of the game like the most challenging one where i was stuck on hard for like an hour and a half i uh there's maybe six or there's probably like you know more like 10 enemies in the in an area that has maybe seven or eight houses that you can fully explore some of them have one floor, some two, some three. You can, at any point, just, like, bolt out of one of them, break a window, jump into another, run down a hill. And there's also multiple dogs that can mm-hmm. scent you out, so you have to keep moving. You can't just hide in the grass. And uh, just just the, the, the size of the murder sandbox that they created is much larger than the first game. And it allows for so much experimentation with like, oh, maybe if I can craft this stun bomb, throw it here, run in with my shiv and get them real quick. And or there's just there's lots of room for experimentation. I know that Naughty Dog is not really known for their gameplay first and foremost, but I think that it needs to be commended here for being a step up in terms of the ways that you can come at situations and uh, just from a variety of ways. You can even skip past big encounters if you're stealthy enough if you're really really patient like you can spare the lives of probably dozens of characters throughout the games if you're willing to really slow it down and take your time and and i think the the going prone is a new thing to the game like you can go fully on your stomach like in metal gear solid you couldn't do that in the first game it's a huge huge part of this game that really makes it feel like true guerrilla warfare and you're it 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 just feels really good, and there's a reason why it's got such great reviews. Critics, they're this mad, this mad about this. <laughs> <laughs> they appreciate the game for what it is. Yes, yes. Um, nice. So yeah, I I wonder if I'll have wrapped it up next week. I know that was a lot, but this is my most anticipated game all year, so I had to give it its due. So yeah, Last of Us Part Two. Um, why don't we move on to the next game that I want to hear about? It's a new Game Pass joint. Kenny played a little bit of it. It's called West of Dead. So, West of Dead, man. I started playing that. I kind of, I, I saw that it was added. You know, I always look at what new games get added to Game Pass. And I started checking it out. And I was very intrigued. And I was like, wow, it's narrated by Ron Perlman. Hellboy. And, you know, main character. One, the Sons, main of Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. So, like, let me jump in. I installed it pretty small install not not a huge game and you know come come to find out it is a twin stick shooter with cover mechanics and a roguelike because it has permadeath so any so and you have your a small progression system as well as you as you commit sin or murder murder enemies you you get sin um, sin points, so that you go to a watch, uh, like a like this one person, and you reach, you redeem them to increase, like your flask 
So you're you have a flask that's a one time use, or you know you could upgrade it to have, be two time use to replenish your your health while you're in these levels. First level, I was like, okay, going through it, trying to get a rhythm. I you know first time I played it, I had my my handgun, my and right and a shotgun. Didn't go too well. The shotgun only has one bullet to it, and the range is is not that great. So I really had to go, come up on people to get them with the shotgun. And it has a nice mechanic to it where you'll go into a room and you won't see enemies because of how dark it is, but you'll see lanterns just kind of swaying. So you have to barrel roll or kind of dodge roll to these lanterns, turn them on. And for the first couple seconds, once it gets turned on, any enemies within its radius, right, within its circle, get stunned. And you can attack them if you, depending on the items that you might have currently, you might be able to pull a insta kill while they're stunned. Um, so it's kind of gives you like a, you know, a way to kind of look at the room before you enter it and say, okay, there's two lanterns. So I'm gonna hit the hit the cover here, wait to see where I'm getting shot from, then go to then roll to the lantern, turn it on, stun those guys, take them out get back into cover and make my way to the second lantern. Like, so you have to kind of map out your, your, your encounter mm-hmm. because once you die, you're dead and you go back to the starting point, which is this bar. Um, so it's like almost like a midway point of the afterlife. I think everybody's kind of stuck in this death loop almost where like, you know, you just, you die and you go back to the saloon and the bartender's like, Oh, you're back. My friend, Oh, not going well for you. I've <laughs> seen, you know, a bunch of you guys, I could tell the ones that are heading west are kind of, kind of the the bad ones, the ones full of sin and and death, and the ones trying to head east are the are the, are the pure souls. So I was like, okay. So he'll say like different things every single time. You'll come back to the. This is Ron Perlman you're talking about. No, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman is your character. So. Um, oh. he just go. So when you go back to the saloon, you'll talk to the saloon guy. He, you know, no voice. Um, Ron Perlman will, will be the only one that talks throughout the game. So whenever you go through the saloon and you start out towards the first level again, he'll say a couple new new lines like, oh, you know, at this point in time, it's feeling like I'm never going to get out of this or, I was, you know, whatever he might say. And so I got through the first level. Second level, I did not realize that. I, that you know, I should have known better because this is a video game at the end of the day. And a lot of twin stick shooters do have bosses, right? Mm-hmm. So I was just flowing. I was like, "Wow, I'm in a rhythm. I'm smacking enemies wildly. I'm like, pow, you dead, you're dead, you're dead, ha! You know, barrel rolling everywhere." So I'm going to this one room. I didn't heed Ron Perlman's words. <laughs> as, right before I entered this room, he's like, "I felt an eerie chill in the air," and I was like, "Oh, he's he's just just random random lines being spoken out." Pop he's just open, hamming it up. Pop open the door, right? Roll right in, hit the first lantern. I'm like, there's like five lanterns, so I'm expecting like ten enemies, right? Pop the first one. I'm like, where are they? Get hit, one shot kill, a, <laughs> a, a Wendigo, huge thing. Like the bar of health was like, and I was like, oh okay, this is the boss right here. I, so I should have listened to the man. So I tried to come back. I made it back to the second level, made it back to the boss, and it was just tough because. The moment of stun is so is decreased by so much for the boss. Like you pop a lantern and you really got to get your shots in right away because it's like a second, a second and a half compared to like to the regular three second stun. And he's back on your ass and just doing these big attacks where he covers a lot of ground, 
So your dodging has to be on point and you got to, you know, he doesn't have any ranged hits, the Wendigo. It's all mm. up close, but your weapons aren't really doing that much damage. So you kind of just got, it has to be patient. And anybody that's been watching the show for so long knows patience is not one of my virtues. Right? I, I wonder you're going to have some trouble with The Last of Us because of that. Exactly. <laughs> so I lose my patience. And and Titus witnessed this when he was watching me play the the no, plague, the plague tale. tale. You know, I I don't know what patience is. I, you know, I, I'm like, rats. I'm always I'm always trying to fit it into tight windows because I'm like, let me just get it over with. So I lost to him, even though I had a sliver of his health left. But I decided that I could dodge his attack, so I'm gonna come up on his face. And <laughs> I couldn't dodge his attack in time. Well, I'm oh, looking wow. at the art style here, just looking at some screenshots, and it's it got this really, yeah, really cool cel-shaded uh, yeah. graphic novel-looking art style. I'm like, I'm totally going to give this a shot. It is on oh, Game Pass. Visually, visually, it's appealing, very appealing, and it gives you enough different items to kind of switch up the style of, style of play. And, you know, at first I was just messing around. With, I would pick up different items, so there's one that you can upgrade, it's quick, quick hand, so it'll make your reloading faster, which is a huge thing because sometimes your reloading can take a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, reloading is faster when you're in cover, but when you're not in cover, it takes forever. So imagine dodge rolling while you're waiting for your guns to reco- reload because some guns only have three bullets, some have one bullet. So you're just dodge rolling, trying to avoid the, getting shot by enemies while mm-hmm. reloading your handgun or reloading your shotgun. Um, so you don't have to press anything. It just reloads automatically after the bullets run out. Um, are you picking up pickups throughout the levels that are sort of randomly generated, like yeah, in other roguelikes? It'll, it'll be like randomly generated. And also there'll be upgrade stations where you'll upgrade your um, the effectiveness of the random items, your damage output, or your health. So you'll you'll find these. You'll have the option to upgrade those three categories at, at random um, upgrade stations. Mm-hmm. And every single time you go into a, a level, even though it's the same level, the map is generated, r- randomly generated. So it's not the same paths, huh. you know, uh, which is good because then it doesn't feel like I'm repeating the same thing, same the same level all over again. And each, each even though the enemies will be similar, um, the weapons I find will be different. The, up, you know, upgrade stations, they might not, there might be three upgrade stations this time, but then there might be only one next time. Uh-huh. Um, so it gives you, you know, different scenarios so you could think about it differently. Um, I was approaching it all depending on what I picked up. So there was one that's like a, there's an item that when you stun an enemy and you come up onto them with with that item and you attack them, it's like a dagger and it's a crit instantly. So you can pretty that much down an enemy with one hit every single time if they're stunned, like one of the smaller enemies with that. Um, there's a hatchet that you could, you could, a hatchet that you just toss, but then it has to reload before you could toss another one. I felt like that one, when I had, whenever I had that one, I progressed through levels pretty good because I would just pop into a room, hatch somebody instantly, and then hit cover, you know? And sometimes, depending on how weak the enemy was, the hatchet would take out the first person I saw, and then I'm in cover just analyzing the room or I'm seeing where the bullets were coming from. So it was a nice way to just enter and just roll. Um, nice. But that's about it for with that game. I haven't played too much about it. Cool. Well, I'll probably check it out this week if I can tear myself away from The Last of Us long enough. Um, 
Tyler, you had your switcheroo with you on down in Texas. Anything notable you want to discuss that you got into down down uh, under? Yeah, I'll be quick about it because I know we got a lot of news to cover. Um, yeah, but I got a couple golf games. I got uh, what the golf, and I got a golf story. Uh, Tiger Wells Golf two thousand four. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, so what the golf was really cool. I know Wiley, you played it before. Um, mm-hmm. Just a lot of like silly kind of. Uh, point and shoot different arcade like golf games where sometimes you're shooting a golf ball sometimes it's a soccer ball sometimes it's a tv sometimes it's a couch <laughs> and you're just trying to like a, there's a whole super hot oh you did you get to the super hot section yet no i don't think so no okay well there's like four or five super hot inspired level where every time you get to level it says super put oh nice um yeah i think they are really creative with uh, their level designs like they have like some uh mario levels and uh some other like classic like nintendo themed levels um Mm -hmm. and donkey kong i think yeah yeah i mean and they make it very obvious that like they're like giving an homage to like these old classic games and stuff like that um and then I, f- I feel like the the computer battles that those are like an, like an undertale reference almost <laughs> yeah yeah i could definitely see that for sure mm-hmm. yeah what do you mean by computer battles like you have to so there's like there's like sections in the game where you have to complete different areas and then once you complete all the areas then you fight like a computer boss or something like mm-hmm. that um the, there he's super easy most of the time i mean for the two times that i fought him he was easy you just have to like hit his heart and i think of like mm-hmm. the heart the heart aspect is like what reminds me of, of undertale and just like the design yeah. of the computer's face um, in general mm-hmm. and just his, his his humor because like it, it definitely very tongue-in-cheek sort of i don't know it, it's fun He'll say stuff like, "Oh man, this one's this one's impossible," and then you get it. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, then you get it, and he's like, "Oh come on!" Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know, just stuff like that. Cheesy and, humor. Yeah, uh, I think the game has a lot of charm. Definitely. Um, and then Golf Story, I played for probably about hour and a half, two hours. So I'm not like super far in. Um, but that game's like it, it's fun, it's charming. Um, it's basically just your typical golf game where you aim at a location. You hit A, you charge up, you hit it at the right moments, and if you don't, then it'll slice left or right. Um, but it's, that, it's really creative with how it... Uh, I mean, it's an RPG, right? It's like a RPG yeah. with a story. Yeah, exactly. So you're, you play this character where you're going around, and he learned how to golf when he was a kid, and now he's an, an adult, and he's trying to become a pro now. Um, so he meets like these other characters and as you're going through the different courses and like doing different challenges you get experience to increase like your power and accuracy and spin and all this other sorts of like golf themes themed things um nice. so there's, there's just like tons and tons of like side quests and like all this other stuff that you do um but it's all around golfing and like doing golf themed like challenges <laughs> That sounds pretty That's fun. cool. Um, and that got a pretty nice reception when that came out in 2017. And if people are fans of the game already, they should know that Sports Story, the sequel, is coming out sometime mid-2020, which Ooh. is going going to feature all kinds of different sports. Um, That'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. Anthony, anything from you before we hop on down to cruise for some news uh, i started the pokemon expansion i started the oh, yes. DLC. 
Okay. Got this... a 7 out of 10 from IGN. What do you it's think? Okay. It's okay. I wish uh, I was actually talking to Brendan about it last night. Hello, Brendan. Um, but it's pretty much just, and it's pretty much like an added Safari Zone right now, at least. I mean, I uh, I think I kind of played the game to death when it first came out. So I feel like if I wasn't 200 hours in already, that this would be a little bit better or more enjoyable to me. But it's still really nice. Like the area is nice. The island is really cool. It's huge. There's a lot to explore. You go in. The characters are, you know, it's Pokemon humor. It's, you know, I like the character design so far. You Pokemon humor. Do, Define so, Pokemon humor. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, the dojo master you go to. You basically, you go to the little tram station in the first town you go to. And you go, oh, you have an Isle Pass or an Isle of Armor Pass. You can go on the train. So you go on the train. You get there. And as soon as you get off, some guy's like, oh, I'm supposed to do enjoy the dojo here, but I don't really know anymore. Uh, I'm kind of scared. And then... uh. The, some one of the new characters, the girl with pink hair, I forget her name, but she's like, um, she walks in, she's short pink hair with like a little butterfly bow. She's really cute, and she's like, "Well, somebody's here looking here for the new person in the dojo," and the guy's just like, "Oh, these people are freaky," and he leaves. And uh, you walk out, and she's like, "Oh, you must be the new guy for the dojo," and then she's like, "I'm gonna stomp on you, and you battle." <laughs> oh, and <yeah. laughs> uh, I had my full like Aggressive. not competitive team, but like level 100s just in my party, so it was, it was just like one hit, one hit, one hit. And she's oh, like, no. And then she gets like really butthurt and leaves and goes back to the dojo. And it's just like, look, here, if you don't if you don't say anything, I'll give you this like new item or something. So mm-hmm. she gives you like some new key item and then leaves to go back to the dojo. And you show up and she's like, oh, yeah, I just must have lost him on the way. So it's it's cute. It's like cute humor. But uh, gotcha. it's, it's nice. I haven't really gotten too, too far in it yet. But they added a bunch of new Pokemon. So Pokemon from all the generations are in now. Um, so there's all those to catch. They are registered into a separate dex, so there's a new, like, aisle dex now that has, like, all the 200 new guys they added. I'm reading yeah. a, a really positive, I just googled Isle of Armor, I want to see some impressions, and Washington Post review is giving it, it's pretty glowing. They're saying That's that it good. outshines the first game, that it feels cohesive, and that the wild area kind of actually feels like an open world in this game. It does. Where, they made the wild area pretty much the whole island, which is which I think is amazing. Yeah, that is pretty neat. Um, would you recommend this for people like me that were like they played the game, they were they were done once they got all the badges and oh yeah, definitely. Because yeah. I I mean I'm just I'm a case where I like put 200 plus hours into the base game without any DLC or anything, just hatching eggs and the wild area farming. Yes, we, we remember stuff. the eggs. We oh, remember yeah. the eggs. Oh, yeah. I don't, who could forget <laughs> the eggs? But uh, yes. I'd recommend it. I would recommend it. It's it's beautiful. There's, the area is huge. You get new clothes and stuff, too, obviously. Um, yeah, that's the item, actually, the pink hair girl gives you right out of the gate. She's like, Here, here's a pass. So you can just buy new clothes, accessories, just from any other store. But the <laughs> island's huge so far. I've only explored, like, a little percentage of it. There's a oh, bunch cool. of new Pokemon. And you get a Squirtle or a Blastoise that can Gigantamax right out of the gate. Squirtle? Why would you pick Squirtle? I pick Squirtle. Instead of Blastoise? Well, I guess no, no, Squirtle... no. You, I'm sorry. Squirtle or Bulbasaur. My bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I get a Blastoise now. You have to raise them, but they give you a level 5 that can has a special Gigantamax. And so it was just like, whoa. Cool. Well, that sounds pretty positive. And you mentioning the clothes mentioned, like brought back more of the positive aspects of the... Of the game for me i really like playing fashion fashion pokemon oh same i know i'm like oh, the yeah. first one yeah. and now i have the bun i have the bun in the game now Ooh. i look the same ah they nice. give you a bun option for the dojo you can't get a beard though can you 
No, you can't. You old boy. Children. 28 years old playing this goddamn game for the Nintendo Switch. Not baby. <laughs> I, I'm a competitive Pokemon. I know type differences. Shit. <laughs> All right. As Tyler said, we do have a lot of news to get through. So why don't you bring us in with the theme song, Tyler? Cruising for a doozing. Cruising for a doozing. We're part of the show where we go over the biggest things happening in our neck of the gaming woods, where we talk about the latest happenings. And there are some latest happenings. There's a lot of stuff happening. Happening, happening. Happen, happen, happen. Uh, this is the this is the time where we'd usually watch an E3 press conferences, seeing all the reacts and being so bogged down with stuff that we couldn't even know where to start. It's coming out a little bit more trickled over the summer, which is kind of cool. A lot of people doing their own events, a lot of smaller streams, maybe giving a little smaller games time to shine. Last week's show, we talked a lot about the PlayStation 5 reveal event. Um, this week we got several new game announcements, um, and we're just going to go through them real quick. Um, the one oh, yeah. I'm most excited about out of this list here is Crash Bandicoot 4. It's oh, about yeah. time. It's about time. It's about time. So awesome. if, you did, if you guys didn't know, Crash Bandicoot 2 is the first game I ever owned. I got it for Christmas 1997. Never looked back. Um so, it's about time for Crash Bandicoot, the orange spin-jumping and dancing marsupial, to return in a sequel to his original trilogy, fittingly named Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time. Coming this fall to PlayStation 4, PS4 Pro, and the Xbox, yada yada. This is the first brand new Crash Bandicoot game in over 10 years, an epic and absurd platforming adventure, completely built from the ground up, and a true successor to the original trilogy. Yes, for real. Is um, that what it's really called? Crash 4, It's About Time? It's About yeah. Time, yeah. Yeah, not they already bad. did time travel in three. It's about whomping time. It's about yeah. whomping time. Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, they did do time travel in three, and you know that that one didn't even have a three in the title. It was just called Crash Bandicoot Warped. Warped. Um, two. Cortex Strikes Back, which is my personal favorite of the series. Maybe it's because I have it's to the, agree. It's the I first. Think my favorite. Yeah. Um, and you know there have been Crash games since then, but like there was the the what's it called the Wrath of Cortex. Cortex. On, on mm-hmm. PS2, and that's a non-Naughty Dog game. It's when it had a big dip in quality, and they they became sort of not big event releases. Uh, so they are treated. They're retconning all that. They're being like, only the first three games matter. <laughs> this is Crash Bandicoot Four. They're pulling sequel- a Lu- Lucas works. George Se- Lucas. Exactly. Sequel to the 1999 Crash Bandicoot Warped. Um, it's being developed by Toys for Bobs. They're the the development Ooh. team that handled the um, Spyro Reignited trilogy. Did a really good job with that. Didn't they also um, do the Crash remakes, or is that somebody different? That was Vicarious Visions. Oh, um, wow. And Vicarious Visions, if I'm not mistaken, they're like they're all over the place. Uh, they like I know they do support work with Destiny Two. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but so, do you guys get a chance to check out this trailer? It looks looks pretty cool, if you ask me. No, yeah, yeah. I just heard about this like a couple hours ago. Yeah, I watched it right before the show. Sweet. Per your suggestion, um, it looks really cool. It looks like like it's sticking to some of the old classic things about Crash Bandicoot, as well as like throwing in some new things, which to spice it up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, looks it looks like you'll be able to play as different characters, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it is about time. It is definitely about time. We've been talking about it all generation. A little surprising that it's coming at the very tail end of one. 
I wonder if it'll have some sort of enhancement once the Series X and PS5 come out. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely excited to play this. It's a full-on $60 game, so Ooh. hopefully it, it's, uh, you know, a lot of platformers these days are going for 40 for whatever yeah. reasons. Mm-hmm. Kenny, you get any kick out of this, or is Crash not your bash? Uh, I mean, um, Crash was never my game when I was small, when I was younger. I, I my parents never picked it up for me. My mom never picked it up for me. I was a spiral guy, ah, uh, for the most okay. part. Um, but I'm still gonna pick it up. Actually, I, you know, my son has the trilogy. You know, I know he's gonna want to play it, so I'll most likely, you know, get it for him. But I have his account game sharing to my Xbox, so I'll have it. So I'll just nice. get it digitally for him. Cool. Yeah, I, I played through I played through Warped, um, the original, uh, when the trilogy came out a couple of years ago. Uh, I, I've played through two so many times that I just sort of stopped halfway through. Um, and one, I've never beaten. One is so hard. One is very hard. It's very hard, and the only time I ever... Technically, I beat it with cheats on the PS1, because there are cheats to unlock all the levels, and I, I used to have the official guide... <laughs> Hell yeah, um, I miss those. Yep. So I have seen credits, but I did not do it in a honest and fair way. That's fine. Wow. The first one, they did, I feel like they didn't even really know what they were doing. They kind of <laughs> get their feet wet with it, because most of the controls are just, they feel super clunky, and two, it feels amazing. They ironed everything out. You can mm-hmm. slide jump. You and now they're like making The Last of Us 2. How crazy is that? Mm-hmm. Has there been a studio that had that transformation over 20 years? I don't know. Nintendo um, made made the Mario Brothers, and then they made the Zelda. <laughs> and look who those are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right, next game on our list to talk about, and correct me if I'm wrong, but did we talk about Star Wars Squadrons last week? Because this was like six, seven days ago. Um, I don't think so. I no? No, we did not talk about Squadrons, no. Okay, so Star Wars Squadrons, new 5v5 multiplayer slash single player, first person cockpit action we haven't seen that in a while we haven't had a purely you know rogue squadron based game since i don't know rogue squadron 3 on the gamecube um so i took this quote from game informer which i thought was pretty cool um just about the overall philosophy about the game our mindset has been very old school he said we're trying to say with this game that we have a 40 dollar price point we want to feel generous to players we want it to feel like a complete experiences experience you gave us your 40 dollars. here's a game that you will love thank you that's it not being presented as a live service game um not going to feature microtransactions may feature dlc down the line but sounds like it's you know just coming out it's a it's a 40 dollars game and don't expect there to be a season pass don't expect uh there to be lots and lots of things added as the future goes just like take it is it is what it is and that definitely that instantly made it more appealing to me. What about you guys? I've never mm-hmm. into the like the base Rogue Squadron games. I never really stood out for me. So it's personally just not my cup of tea. But that's cool that they have the roadmap laid out like that so far. Yeah, well, it's only good. I haven't been into the Star Wars games either. A little bit. What of about it. you? I'm, you can. You have anything interesting it. to say? I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually excited for it. Um, I feel like. I'm, I love Star Wars games, and you know, in all scopes of it, the single player games, multiplayer games, um, and this, I feel like a game that's dedicated to just PvP 
air combat, I don't play. So I would love something different in my arsenal of games. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. And there is a single player story as well, which I don't know how, you know, maybe it'll be three hours long and totally mediocre. Maybe it'll be cool. Um, but we'll see more of that sometime soon. That's coming out actually the same day as Crash Bandicoot, which I didn't mention, October Ooh. 2nd. Um, so not too long in the future. Uh, our next new game that we got to go out that we got to mention: New Pokemon Snap. Now, why don't you take that? You want to talk about this one, Anthony? You oh, read, yeah. Read the little synopsis. Sure. I mean, just pull it up. Let's okay. see. Photograph Pokemon in their natural habitats as adventure through unknown islands. I did really like before when they first showed it off in the little Nintendo Direct. They did that. They just kind of had everybody out like taking pictures, and they pretty much drove you through like oh it's an on rails like pretty much catering to nostalgia like remember pokemon snap when you played it in the 90s welcome to all the new pokemon look at all these new ones <laughs> yeah uh, but the article says seek out and take in-game pictures of pokemon in their native environments in the new pokemon tm snap game only for nintendo switch system you'll even discover behaviors and expressions you've never seen before when you encounter and research lively <laughs> wild pokemon explore environments be- there's gonna be there's gonna be you apples. They have the apples still. I was excited to see that. Yeah, the apples. Come on, we gotta see some Pokemon mating. That's just that's. That's what I'm saying. Where do you, where do those eggs come from? <laughs> right. I gotta know where the eggs come from. They don't give, even know where the eggs come from. People, what they want. We want to see yeah. some hot war turtle on Ivysaur action. Oh, I mean, you can just go to Rule Thirty Four and you can. <laughs> I can show you a couple of things, Wiley. <laughs> Oh, I just so, yeah. the only thing I, I I am kind of sad about is that I don't have the same like I don't know wonderment I did I remember when renting like Pokemon Snap for the first time oh yeah I know. back and playing it I feel it being like oh man was oh I can't figure it out but like this guy did on his save file so oh, he's got all the levels unlocked I know because there's, there's, like, there's, like, so right? there's so many mm-hmm. secrets like in that that you had to like figure out and the, oh, I, I like when po- Pokemon Snap first came out that was. Pretty much before like the time of the internet, so like, people mm-hmm. weren't really using the internet as much back then. Um, oh yeah. So it was kind of like a lot of wonderment when you figure it out, like, oh my god, if I throw the apple over here, then Pikachu's gonna come grab it, and the Voltorbs are gonna shock him. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, in the cave where you could do that, or that's how you get like the legendary Pokemon, or how you yeah. like, get the Zapdos egg. You have to like take a throughout the whole like when you start the level. Uh, walk a bunch of Pikachu's over with a bunch of apples, and then make sure they all make it to that without getting stopped somehow. Yeah. Then, so you get to the fire level, was throw like the make the like exit the uh, what is it? Yeah, the volt or no, the electrode explode. He blows up a hole in the cave, and you stop. And it's like huge for the N64. I remember any kind of cutscene I thought was like like galaxy brain stuff. So it shows your little guy Snap or whoever you want to name him. He like stops in that little buggy, and just is dead like. Nintendo 64 eyes, JPEG Don just like look over, <laughs> and then the, the the electrode just like dead, and then there's a bunch of rocks crumbling behind him. So your thing just like gets hovers over, gets up, and just like goes through, yeah. and then you unlock the new area, and it's like whoa. Yeah. I don't remember a whole lot about the first game. I did play it. Like if, from what I do remember, it is on rails. You're like on a wor- the world's slowest minecart. It sucks. <laughs> the speed does at least. It's but, but you can speed it up. You get a thing to speed it up, but that's like end game. Okay, well then, and you're just going through levels trying to snap picks, and it seems like 
in a modern context, there would need to be a lot more there for it to be. Oh yeah, for sure. And that was going to be my next question: is like, is this a sixty dollars game or? Uh, I feel like it's going to be a sixty dollars game, but I feel like I really hope that they they jam pack this because it's yeah, like, yeah, like Pokemon Snap and if it's like it's kid. if it's like the original Pokemon Snap, it should not be a sixty dollars game. But, you can beat that game in like not speed running. I mean, I sat down. I think I beat the game in like one sitting in like four or five hours. You can just mm. sit down and like breeze through it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hopefully they can do some cool stuff with, you know, luckily um, social media does exist. And we had we saw that that helped Animal Crossing take off in such a big way with the customization. <laughs> and maybe people will be snapping pics and putting on Instagram filters and all types of shit like that. And that would be pretty cool. I would like that. I mean, that'd be cool if they even had their own little service like Pokegram. <laughs> yeah, they post your Pokemon pictures or something. I, they just, I, they if just they have... Who did? Exactly. Oh yeah, shit. Shouldn't have said. <laughs> Pokegram. I was just like, you, you, you called it. That's what's up. I hope so. The Pokemon Smile. You guys played that yet? Help you help you brush your teeth tonight? <laughs> nope. Oh, what's? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get so many ads direct. for it though. Oh my god. Yeah. There's a. I just looked on the App Store today, and it's Pokemon Smile. And it's just it's for just little babies that don't want to brush their teeth. And you're like, well, let's put Pokemon Smile on. So you put the open the app, and it's just like, oh, okay, you gotta brush your teeth. And then you have to like, uh, it's not an AR kind of game, but you face the phone at your like mouth, and you have to like what? brush away all like the dirt and stuff that's like oh, on the screen. And you, you catch Pokemon that way, and they're like little dumb derpy like versions of the Pokemon. I could see it's that cute. if if they're. I didn't know that kids wanting to brush their teeth was still a thing. I guess it yeah, is. Man. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's funny because that's like what they opened with too for the direct. They're like the the exact lines from the the uh, the trailer or whatever the preview for it is. Sometimes brushing your teeth can go from fun times to stressful times, and it's just like a mom walking around going, oh, like trying to give their kids like a bunch of different moms and dads trying to give their kids toothbrushes, and they're like. <laughs> I want it. And they're yeah, like, they, now they, we get fun time now. with Pokemon. Well, I hope that it works for those families that need it. <laughs> oh, it works for me. I've been brushing my teeth every night since. Have you literally been playing it? No, I want to play it, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to download it. I wouldn't put it past you. Uh, Hell yeah, I got to catch all the Pokemon. Brush, doesn't brush, matter brush, the medium. <laughs> Ooh, guys, look at Pikachu I got. There's Just Pokemon like, Cafe Mix. And there's like raids in the game where you and your friends have to all brush for 10 minutes. <laughs> you know, that'd be fun. I'd love to do that. You take an idea and just make it so wild and yeah, wacky. You have to scan your teeth into the game and then get judged. Teeth authorized. Oh, you should see a dentist. You're fucked. <laughs> How long has it been since your last checkup? <laughs> All right, next game on the list of game announcements, we got Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2. Uh, this is a nice surprise. Uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon was the 8-bit 2D game that came out as sort of a precursor to Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which was the very well-received 2.5D epic from uh, Igarashi, Castlevania director of Symphony of the Night, very famous guy in the gaming biz um and he's overseeing the story of this game i don't know if you guys played the the 2d curse of the moon did you guys uh it's it's short it's it's but no, it's real you did yeah it was it was really good i don't know if what how you tried about it, it i didn't get far i thought oh. but i yeah. have i got it because um it was a uh games with gold game you know ah. gave, oh really gave it for free on the xbox at one point 
that's okay. why I haven't. So I played it on the Switch, and I do think that the game has two modes. One of them's like uh, an old school um, checkpoint list, very unforgiving. There's lots of knockback for your character, and then there's more of a, a modern forgiving. And uh, I think I did like half and half when I played it. I can't really remember. I did beat the game, so I wouldn't put it past myself to lower it down to easy mode if it was giving me too much trouble. But it had a really neat art style, really creative bosses, great music, great Castlevania vibe. Each of the four characters that you play as were fun in their own ways. Um, you know, it was only like five, six hours, so it's a nice bite-sized $15 game. So this is neat. I, like, nobody really expected this, so we'll probably get a Ritual of the Night eventually too, I imagine, because that one was, I, I think it did pretty well. I mean, mm-hmm. it was definitely very positively received. Tyler's st- still stuck on that last boss. I eventually will play it. You know, I, I'm pretty good at getting back to my backlog. So I do do think that someday I will get to making significant progress in that game. It seems kind of daunting, though. It's just like a real it's big... T- it's, it's really hard, but I think once you kind of get down, like, it, I think it's all about layout, like where you know how like familiar you are with the map. Mm-hmm. Kind of know yeah. things are. It's a little. I easier, got lost a lot. Was like, yeah, that's even through playing it. I was like, I'm gonna take a little break because and that's my least favorite thing in games. It's getting lost. Like yeah. I, I mean, it's not even yeah. like getting lost. It's like, like you have the whole map, but it's sometimes just like hard to tell. It's like a, like a little corner of the map that you haven't been to. And it's like, oh, that's where you have to go next. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might not see the door. I'm like, oh wow. It's like, oh okay, I got to backtrack. But at least you can grind on the way back, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, and there's some cool fashion in that game too, if I remember. I, your... that. I thought that mm-hmm. was really cool. I did not expect that you could just customize her like hair and all of her uh, like weapons and armor, pretty much changing. Neat, neat. Oh yes, close. Uh, and then the last game that I put in here, which was just announced today, Rogue Legacy Two, coming to early access Steam July 23rd, sequel to the 2013 Roguelike, which was a very big hit, which. I can't ever get into because I'm not so good at it. But... That's pretty rough. I don't think I've made it 15 minutes into the game, like past yeah. that. Like, yeah, I'll, the, I'll the, original, the original Rogue Legacy is very challenging. Seriously. Like, what's wrong with people that beat that game? <laughs> I How do they do it? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I, think, I, I think I only beat, like, the first boss in that game, and I could never get past, like, the second. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think I'm in the same boat. Um... But I do have it on Switch. I picked it up for five seventy four one day. See, that's a good me deal. I remember that, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, I know the game deal. has a lot of fans. Um, so just thought I'd mention it. You can watch the trailer now. It seems like there's some new powers, some new family members. There's a farting power, which is always, yeah. always a good thing. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, that brings us to the last of the confirmed games that I put in the outlines. There are others. I do recommend that people check out the gaming sites right now because there's a lot going on in lieu of E3. Um, but one that is all but confirmed, it seems like it's being mul- uh, reported on by multiple credible resources, including Eurogamer. Rockst- Rocksteady, the developer of the Arkham Trilogy, um, Arkham Knight, Arkham City, Arkham Asylum, uh, they are apparently, this isn't 100% confirmed, making a Suicide Squad game. Ooh. Yay. Yay. I didn't see, hey. I didn't see the movie. 
you're up for it. I'm up for it too. And the, the subtitle is rumored to be Kill the Justice League. Mm. So what are they going to do? Are they going to go dark here and uh, gonna let kill us the Justice League. impale Superman with, I don't know, Harley Quinn's hammer? We'll see. <laughs> he should. That would be pretty <laughs> did you cool. see the trailer for that? I don't know. Is that, did that come out or is that still coming out? The new Teen Titans movie? That they announced were in the trailer. They're like, "Oh, what about Batman?" And then Robin jumps down and goes, and like spit, like shoots a guy in the face and goes, "Fuck Batman!" <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, the, the trailer for that movie, the te- the like edgy Teen Titans movie. Uh, that was no. There's an edgy Titans show. There's an edgy Teen Titans show just called Titans now. Yeah. Really? Yeah, huh. I hear it's actually pretty good. I or at least I heard that from one coworker. Uh, that's wild. I <laughs> know. I mean, I just saw the, the, the. I thought that part of the trailer was just cheesy. It was very bad. They're like trying to be, trying to be very, very edgy. Just like fuck Batman. Um, I'm trying to figure out where where you can watch. I think you can just watch it on DC Universe, which is their. Yeah. Uh, They're streaming up. Yeah, but I'm also it, seeing you can watch it on, on Netflix. Really? I don't think so. No. Okay. Never mind. No, because it, it didn't get added to HBO Max. That's one of the one of the DC shows that didn't get added. Oh. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So well, in there in DC Universe though. Anyway, they've been working on this for a long time. Arkham Knight was an early gen game. It came out in I want to say like summer 2015, something like that. So it's been five years, and we haven't heard a peep. It's been are they going to be at this E3? Are they going to be on Microsoft stage this year? Are they going to have their own event? It's like been going back to like 2018. Like they got to be here this, this time. Um, mm. And it just never seems to happen. Um, so let's see new domains related to suicide squad resurface over the weekend as one reset era user spotted the first registered June 16th. This is su- simply suicide squad game. The second more descriptive domain was registered June 17th suicide squad killed the justice league.com. These domains are curiously are curious, but ordinarily they wouldn't raise too much suspicion, especially with no clear link to Rocksteady in their data. However, Eurogamer corroborated, corroborated these domains and report that the latter may even be the final title and indeed the running theme for a new Suicide Squad game in the works at Rocksteady. Um, there's a big D show, DC show coming in August. Uh, and then there, another part of this quote-unquote leak is that Warner Bros. Montreal, who developed the Arkham Origins game, which was a well-received, not as well-received as the other Batman games game uh, several years ago. They're making another Batman game. So we'll see in the coming weeks about whether or not these rumors come to fruition. Uh, It seems like uh, Eurogamers had a pretty good track record with being a credible source, so I would not be surprised. And you know the movie Suicide Squad had was terrible, definitely the worst DC universe movie in my opinion. Um, there's a there's a reboot coming out called The Suicide Squad. You guys know about this? Yeah. No. Yeah. The Suicide Squad. That's funny. Like, yeah. It's bad, so let's fix it. Yeah, and it's being directed by James Gunn, who is the Guardians of the Galaxy director. Yep. And so they're like, oh well we can't make our movies fun like the Marvel movies. So I guess we'll go get James Gunn to help us out. Um, some of the actors are returning to reprise their roles, including Margot Robbie. And um, I don't know about Will Smith. Uh, I'm pretty I, sure. I he's not. Oh, he's not. No, I think, it, I don't know if they're recasting his character, but I know that 
Will Smith not coming back, but Idris Elba's gonna be in. Oh well, that's that's a good sidestep for sure. Nope. Um, I'm looking it up now to see if I can give the viewers and listeners a little bit more information. I know that with the signing of James Gunn, it happened right after Disney fired him. So when they fired him off of Guardians 3, um, Mm -hmm. DC wasted no time and hired him for the reboot of the Suicide Squad. That's probably a good call then. Mm. Yep, and now he's back back on uh, directing um, Guardians. Guardians. Uh, So it looks like it's got Pete Davidson, John Cena, Idris Elba, Nathan Fillion, Alice Braga, uh, who's in the show that my wife's watching now, um, Queen of the South. Is it good? I don't know if it's good, but she's like blazed through four seasons in like two weeks. (laughs) Well, nice. Um, So let's see. Yeah, we'll see how that one ends up shaking out. Uh, That's the Suicide Squad rumors. Uh, Another big story to talk about, and we... I think we had some foreshadowing on this a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about Mixer's not-so-hot numbers and its lack of growth. <laughs> um, Mixer shutting down, joining Facebook gaming via The Verge. Bye-bye. Microsoft is closing its Mixer service on July 22nd and plans to move existing partners over to Facebook gaming. The surprise announcement means Mixer partners and streamers will be transitioned to Facebook gaming starting today, and Microsoft will no longer operate Mixer as a service in a month's time. Microsoft has struggled to reach the scale needed to compete with Twitch, YouTube, and even Facebook gaming. Blah, blah, blah. Phil Spencer said, we started pretty far behind in terms of where Mixer's monthly active viewers were compared to some of the big players out there. I think the Mixer community is really going to benefit from the broad audience that Facebook has. Um, It also goes on to say, by the way, I got this article from The Verge. Microsoft's choice to partner with Facebook is clearly a strategic one that's also related to broadening the appeal of its upcoming xCloud game streaming service and its overall gaming efforts. Microsoft will work closely with Facebook to bring xCloud to Facebook gaming, allowing viewers to click and immediately play games that people are streaming. So, um, yeah, then we got the, the news. Well, what happens to Ninja and Shroud and stuff like that? Apparently... I don't know. Do they get to keep all the money? I, I don't know what their contract looked like. I don't think anybody, well, some people know, but um, I don't think mm-hmm. that was public knowledge. Um, but they're allowed to go back to Twitch or, you know, merge with Facebook. So, uh-huh. what do we so, think? I actually, before we jump into what we think, I actually read a couple more things and I actually read the actual Mixer release, uh, um, their statement release. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it is actually, as of the moment that they released the news that they were shutting down, Shroud, Ninja, they were all, you know, released from their contract and they had already been paid out their full, you know, full wow. money's worth. So they don't owe anything Damn. back. Um, and they're free to already start negotiating exclusive contracts with anybody else that they want to. So they're free. Um, Shroud decided and Ninja both decided they weren't going to transition, uh, transition, um, fully over to Facebook gaming. So they're, you know, they just took the release from their contract, and from my understanding, they have not decided where they're going yet. Mm-hmm. They're going, they're going to Twitch, dude. Yeah. That's most likely. That's that's my bad. I, like, I've seen, back. yeah, I've seen a lot of hate for uh, for Facebook gaming out there from like different like uh, Twitter posts and uh, on different articles and stuff like that. People just don't seem to really enjoy or like watching things on Facebook or gaming content, at least. Um, I know there's definitely 
some type type of audience there, but it's not where like the big people are trying to go. I want be. Yeah, I mean, I um, have never even been to Facebook Gaming, so like I'm checking it out right now, checking out what the interface looks like. Yeah, I mean, it's not people don't um, people don't go to Facebook to search for live stream gaming. Yeah. Well, some people do. I mean, it was apparently more successful than um, Mixer. Than yeah. Mixer. So, you know, I see this one guy here has 2.1 million followers named Stone Mountain 64. The Stone Mountain's pretty fun, funny. Yeah. I, I am Stone Mountain does a lot of Warzone. Um, yeah, I can see that a lot mm-hmm. of PUBG as well prior. Um, he's actually pretty funny. Um, I, you know, I sometimes get sent clips of his, but he's like the one in the one out of a bunch, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, I think it's just easier for Facebook because they already kind of basically have like this whole infrastructure to like support it. So it's not like such a heavy lift. Whereas Mixer was like a whole brand new thing for Microsoft from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, it seems like they've got a very similar setup to, to Twitch from what I can see when you click on browse. You know, it's got the biggest games in order. It doesn't say how many people are currently watching. I guess they don't want you to compare it to Twitch. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, I guess Mixer had its... They they, they gave it their all, and it, it was all for nothing. It wasn't good enough. Yeah. Um, yeah they so they tried. That's cool that, you know, that was a I thing. Just, I, you, know how, you know how I was talking about how Microsoft has been very, you know good on the PR side. I think this was just a drop in the ball, you know? Mm-hmm. I think they just came they just came out and like it was like a Twitter post. Like, oh yeah, we're shutting down Mixer and you're in, within the next month and just head over to Facebook gaming. Uh it just <laughs> Goodbye. Felt, felt really like we don't give a fuck type of type of attitude. Mm, yeah, it does it then that is unusual for them lately. Um exactly. So I, I was really shocked about it and like Tyler said, you know, a lot, there's a lot of hate for Facebook gaming, so it kind of didn't make sense to me also, the whole transition to Facebook gaming. Um, it, Mixer is a little bit less um, prominent on the Xbox interface these days, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's been kind of, they've been weaning away from it, mm-hmm. and it makes, more, it makes sense as to why, you know? Yeah, yeah, and I wonder if they'll integrate Facebook gaming in a similar way to where Mixer was before. Oof. I kind of would. I I feel like it would. I don't know. I you don't think that's that Facebook, don't. Facebook is not is not cool anymore. I mean, yeah, it's, no. I, no, I feel like ev- should, everyone yeah. says Facebook is for boomers now. Really? That's yep. yeah. That's what people say. Really? Damn. I mean, I just yeah. think it sucks because I don't like seeing people just talk shit all the time. If, if Facebook is toxic central, you know, um, so I, I'm I'm okay with it. I just keep it there so I can keep up with people. Um, yeah, to be honest, I, I wish I wasn't as I check my feed too many times a day. Yeah. I think it's okay too. I mean, hey, if you like it, that's good. And if it's, it helps you keep in touch, that's even better. But it's like I keep in touch with to... people maybe once every two months on it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I haven't talked with him in a while, but yeah. I it up, bring it up, and look at it twenty times a day. So uh, that's us. That's just what we do. We have phones. It's hard. Honestly, I'm looking at mine right I, now. I hate the the ads. All so much ads on Facebook is insane. You know. There are, and they're effective too. I've bought so much shit off Facebook. That's why I use Chewy. 
Um, <laughs> let's see what else. I bought a couple cat toys. They they got they me on the cat you. stuff. They, 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 <laughs> hear they hear you. Wiley, Wiley talks to his cats, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna hit them with cat ads." Exactly. All right there, it is. They go meow. So, all right. So, what's the last story, Wiley? Last story. Sad news. Cyberpunk 27 delayed again. Moving from September 17th to November 19th, CD Projekt Red announced a new statement on Twitter. Uh, They're essentially saying that the game is done, but they're not up to the level of polish and uh, balanced game mechanics and and some bugs that they need to finish. They say it's ready when it's done. And there's rumors that this is going to be the actual release date of the PS5, November 19th. They have confirmed that the game will have a free upgrade sometime uh, in 2021 that's really going to utilize those next-gen capabilities. The game will work and will be free to upgrade if you'd like to play it on a PS5. And if it's going to have maybe be 60 FPS on PS5 as opposed to 30 on the PS4, I don't know. Um, But this all but confirms that I will be playing this on a next-gen console. What about you guys? Oh, yeah, for sure. Hands down. Yeah. I mean, are, you, are you even interested in the game, Anthony? I, I Not really. <laughs> I mean, once it gets closer to it, I'll probably look a little bit more into it, but it's it, it hasn't really struck me by any means mm-hmm. yet. Like, that no. can definitely change, though. Plus, there's a whole thing, you know, once uh, surrounding a game's hype, when everyone gets, like, I love mm-hmm. that. That's what I love about games, too. It's just, like, everybody gets hyped for it, so you're like, okay, now I'll pick it up. For sure. I'm excited, um, I'm excited to get that hype bug. And this is another game that has been in development for years and years, announced at least five years ago. And sequel, or the uh, the follow-up to The Witcher 3, one of the, I would say, top three most beloved games of this console generation. Um, so there's a lot of hype. A lot to look forward to from what we've seen. Looks like it's incredibly ambitious. And you know, let let them do what they need to do to make sure that it plays the best it can. I'm sure they're having some difficulties optimizing it for this, you know, seven year old hardware now. Have it also run smoothly on, and take advantage of next gen hardware as well as what PCs are capable of. So, you know, I especially doing it now working from home. It's I don't blame them one bit for the delay. Mm. And one one thing I saw somebody say on uh, one of the Reddit communities that I'm in is that this game will likely not now qualify for Game of the Year at the Game Awards because of its release. So Mm. that's interesting because I definitely think that people are like, oh, it's going to be The Last of Us Part 2 or it's going to be Cyberpunk. Those those are two front runners anyway. When is that? Is it in December? It's in early December. Like last year it was like December 3rd or 4th or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, But they cut off um, submissions like in early November, I believe. It was always next year. Mm-hmm. Always next year, that's for sure. All right, guys. Well, it's been a jam-packed show. Thank you all for joining me. Mm. Yeah, no oh, yeah. I want to say thank you to everybody in the chat. We had Sky in the chat, Ghost Mick, Broadway Vic. We had a couple people on the Facebook polls You know that got shared around. So I appreciate everybody commenting. I try to keep up, you know, messaging back and having some little banters in the chat with you guys. It's always fun. Try not to distract the guys when they're deep into the news talk by interrupting them. So thank you. Thank you. 
yeah, definitely. Thank you very much. If you can, you know, tell a friend, give us a like, give us a share. That's always even better. But even just watching, much appreciated. Um, Grazie. We'll, we'll be back next Tuesday doing the same thing. Maybe we'll be streaming throughout the week. I know Kenny did some 2K streaming that we didn't touch on, but um, I lost. So I got blown out in a tournament. Oh shit! <laughs> we didn't talk about it. All right, just yeah, forget forget that happened. I don't blame you. <laughs> about the Twitch. Well, I don't know if you guys noticed, 157 followers. Nice. Oh, um, no. Growing. That we were at a little bit like 50 something right side of when we thought about coming back to Twitch and streaming on Twitch, right? And yeah, we're yeah. up 100 followers. That's what's yeah. up. And once we Over once we bring back Super Smash Sunday when we need to practice for our tournament, I'm sure that'll that'll go up as well. We didn't even talk about Min Min. Oh, but... yeah, they announced Min Min Fighter oh, Pass. Man. Min Min, uh, you got stupid uh, DLC costumes. You got Tekken Seven Heihachi, <laughs> Vault Boy, me, me Gunner. Uh, nobody else cares because nobody buys costumes. But yeah, Min Min's <laughs> the new, right. new in the new fighter. Cool arms. <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you next time. Until then, stay level. <laughs>